0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy, And hello again. This is Jim Stacy, your host for
2: Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. In the last two weeks, my guest on the show has been Dr. Sheldon Kramer, psychotherapist from San Diego, California. Sheldon Kramer has been in this work for many years, but it's not the only thing that he does. He's also written some books, and we've been talking about the one called The Hidden Faces of the Soul. Sheldon Kramer, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So the first question I wanna ask you today, just by a little bit of review, is we've been talking about the mystical Judaism, uh, the Kabbalah, the tree of life. Explain that just a little bit more in case someone's just catching us for the first time. And tell me, why is this important for a non-Jewish person?
3: Well, first of all, the, the tree of life teachings are the mysterious mystical teachings of the Old Testament which really f- goes through all of the religions because all the Western religions begin with the Old Testament, Judaism. Uh, in fact, as we all know, uh, Jesus was a rabbi. Uh, he knew, Jesus knew the keys to healing. And I believe that uh, the kinds of topics we've been talking about in, on, in Kabbalah is universal. And not only that Christ share these teachings with others directly or indirectly, but there have been many evolved uh, souls that knew how to bring this intelligence down. Uh, Everybody can benefit by the Kabbalah teachings, the Tree of Life teachings, because it's a universal doctrine. In the heart of Christianity also is Kabbalah. There were great Christian mystics, um, uh, St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila. These people all knew the keys of the Kabbalah and use meditation as a vehicle to experience the divine and in addition uh, there are Jim believe it or not there are books on Christian Kabbalah and uh, and it's different than the Jewish Kabbalah but it is it is the same thing
2: same basic teaching yeah okay well yeah you know, what I've discovered Sheldon I think you have two that you uh, Typical mainline, mainstream religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam have forsaken some of the earliest roots, some of the earliest foundation for what they claim is their religion. And for me, mystical Judaism, mystical Christianity, or mystical Islam all hold still the essence of the truth that was there at the beginning. Would you agree
3: with that? Totally, 100%. Um, I have traveled around the world and I've met people from different persuasions. In fact, I have a new colleague who grew up in Bangladesh, Islamic uh, culture, and uh, he identifies himself as a Sufi, which is basically an Islamic mystic. And they share incredible amount of similar knowledge and even techniques to Kabbalistic and Jewish meditation.
2: Okay, well, we got partway through the Tree of Life for the last two shows, but we didn't get quite finished. So would you do a review for us briefly and then add the parts that we didn't get to yet?
3: Yes. Uh, basically, the Tree of Life teachings go back to the idea in the Garden of Eden that there was an a incredibly pleasurous, joyful place, perfectly perfect in balance, and in the center of that paradise – was two trees but we're going to talk about the tree of life and the tree of life is considered a beautiful symmetrical tree and a symbol of balance and healing the right side of the tree is connected to the aspects of our giving out to others and to ourselves the left side connects to the idea of receiving receiving for ourselves taking from others and also just receiving in general inspiration Monitoring, kind of standing back what we're doing to see the effect of our actions and giving. And then we talked about the different parts of the tree of life. And just like there's different parts of the tree, it corresponds exactly to the body. So the top of the tree is the crown of the tree. It's literally in my medicine called the crown of the head. And above the crown of the head is connected to the center or the hidden face of unity. On the right side of the head, is connected to wisdom or intuition. The left side of the head is connected to understanding. We discussed how this is actually mainstream modern science. Because the right brain is no, was well known as the seed of poetry, nonverbal uh, intelligence, as well as the left side is connected to analytic uh, abilities. And so then we move down the tree and down our bodies. We go to the right shoulder point, right arm and right Hand including the right chambers of the heart that 's connected to the hidden face of the Hebrew name that connects to the words of love, unconditional love, hospitality, charity, and giving and on the left side, to balance out our giving and hospitality and self care and other care, we we have the quality of strength connected to the left shoulder point, left arm, left hand, and left chambers of the heart. Strength has to do with the quality of the holy spiritual quality of discernment, not being judgmental, but discerning how much we give out, how much we give to ourselves, and discern what's right for us at an emotional level to find the balance of giving and strength. Strength also has to do with putting boundaries on things. Sometimes we don't know how much we give and give and give to somebody that's close to us that are sick, or to people in general in the healthcare professions, we begin to become burned out. The tree of life teaches us that we have to have the balance between love and strength, love and will, culminating in the center of the tree in the heart. So there's the right side, left side of the tree, right side of the body, left side of the body, and the center of the body. And so the center is connected to the top energy, which is unity. The next one is in the heart. And the combination of those qualities, if you mix the colors, you mix the energies, is the energy of beauty, the energy of harmony. And within the harmony and beauty in the center of our heart are the qualities of the combination of love and strength, which is compassion, which is, which is patience, forgiveness, forgiveness. All the things that we've read in scriptures, but through the meditation keys, you can actually completely experience these kinds of things. And that was what we talked about mainly: the upper triad of the tree of life, which is which is the, is the world of thought, and the, and the beginning of the uh, the emotional down below, uh, the beginning of the upper branches of the tree is connected to uh, is is emotion, and which is more in the central part of the body. And what we're going to do today is visit the lower triad of the body, which has to do with the world of action.
2: So it seemed to me that if we're going to really step into a practice of compassion, it would require us, first of all, to integrate all of the upper parts of the tree. Is that correct?
3: Well, according to this uh, Tree of Life teachings model, uh, we all have to work on different parts of these aspects of ourselves, hidden faces, And some are more developed than others, just like parts of a tree are more developed than other parts of the tree. Or a plant is more developed, and we have to nurture a plant when it's beginning to grow. Same thing with us. So, yes, in order to become enlightened, in order to become a spiritual being at a very refined level, one would need, theoretically, to master embracing all of these hidden faces of our soul – and it's kind of like this cosmic juggler, Jim. Like we have these 10, 10 balls of light, these ten energy intelligences. We're the cosmic juggler of all of these different aspects of the universe. And then when we need when we need compassion, the light of compassion. When we need a light of wisdom. When we need the light of receiving, we can bring those out consciously. And then when we all we have all of them moving, and we're embracing all of them in a balanced way. Then we move into the hidden, the real hidden face of the soul, which is the 11th face, which is knowledge, the true knowledge. And that's, this is what the prophets had the ability. And, the, and, the, and basically, that aspect of the soul is connected to the throat. And that's when the prophets would open up and just talk from this wisdom and prophecy. And but in order to get to that state, you need to be in contact with all the different parts of your soul, all the different parts of the body that reflect these different aspects. And then you have, if, if you're blessed, you have the possibility of being able to, to be a channel uh, for true knowledge.
2: Is that what Yeshua or Jesus taught when he said it was important to love ourselves before we can and then in turn love others?
3: Well, I think that means in terms of reflecting the tree of life teachings that all of these energies intelligences have to do with self and other. So for example, uh, one blessing you can give yourself, or I do this almost every day, help me to embrace your wisdom mm-hmm. first for myself and then for others. That's, yes. Help me to be generous and kind and loving towards me so I can also be loving and kind and generous to others. So if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't truly be a human being that is has a solid grounded base in our spiritual aspect of ourselves.
2: In other words, we'll be much more uh, effective in loving and caring for others and see that produce good results if we take care of ourselves and and practice that first.
3: There's no way, there's no way that one can be a completely balanced person and truly do healing work and be in a good relationship with others completely unless one takes care of themselves.
2: Okay, take us further now into the lower parts of the tree.
3: Okay. So just to review ba- very very briefly, <clears throat> we have the upper branches which are the, which are the world of thinking. Then we have the middle branches that are connected to the world of feeling. And the lower branches connected to uh, the abdomen and below the abdomen, down to the feet, are the lower triad, and it's connected to the world of action. So, on the right side of our body, and remember last time I was asking everybody to imagine themselves as a tree looking outward towards a beautiful natural scene like an ocean, and then we're facing the ocean. On the right side of our body, as we face the ocean or we face somebody, we have the energy of perseverance the hidden face of perseverance which is connected to the right pelvis area the right hip the right leg and the right foot and that quality is kind of like putting your right foot forward marching no matter no matter what's going on with you you want to keep on marching and having goals and setting them down and No, walking your talk, basically.
2: And which one was that? Which uh, main? That's
3: that's the quality, the hidden hidden face of perseverance Perseverance. at the level of action.
2: I don't see that on your chart. I see receptivity, compassion, dominion.
3: Dominion is another name.
2: Dominion. Okay. When you
3: when you persevere and you you take responsibility for your action. Okay. You're taking dominion over your action.
2: I see. So it's a focus on self. Is that like a practicing what you preach? I think you said.
3: That was one way of saying it, Jim. Walk Practice on our talk.
2: what you preach. Yep. Okay. Before we go to the next part, it's uh, time for a break right now. So we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. <music>
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other ten books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on us.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word Hell or Sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So Dr. Sheldon Kramer, take us further
2: in this tree of life, the mystical Kabbalah, and tell us more about the possibilities that we are when it comes to being and serving.
3: Well, I think in general that what's important here is that we're focusing on the different aspects of our humanness, which is the world of thinking, the world of feeling, and the world of action. And when we are congruent with what we think, what we feel, and how we act, we're more aligned with God or however you conceive of God. We're more aligned with the Holy Spirit. We're more aligned with our higher self. We're more aligned with this, what, what people would call the divine energies or spiritual energies. So we're grounding this in the world of action. So we just began uh, before the break on the hidden face, the energy intelligence <clears throat> of perseverance. Okay. And perseverance is connected to the right hip, right leg, right foot. And it has to do with asserting yourself, persevering towards anything that is blocking or frustrating you. Making sure, like, for example, I know that you, you know, had this goal and this vision of this radio show, and it took a lot of steps to be able to get to the Voice of America, and you had a lot of att- intention and attention put on it, and you had to, no matter what, keep on that goal until it manifested in this show. That is the quality of persevering. And the, other, the other aspect of it, the other uh, archetypal story of this is Moses. Moses, the Jews were very stubborn people, as it says in the Old Testament, and beyond all grief, beyond all you know who could imagine, Moses kept on trying to lead these people with god's uh God's inspiration, and then the the people would would rebel but he had he had a mission his mission was to persevere with with his own wisdom uh, of what he was getting inside and the Bible says, outside himself, you know, the, the uh, burning bush, the inspiration of the message. So that's the quality of perseverance, and actually the archetype in the Old Testament is Moses. And the word that comes
2: to my mind right now is endurance. Is that a, another possibility? Absolutely.
3: Okay. And perse- endurance is part of past perseverance, yes. Okay, take us further. Okay. However, if we keep persevering and persevering and persevering, we can, our lower branch of our tree can get broken because we don't stand back and smell the roses, as the saying goes. That, so to balance out our perseverance, to balance out our action on the, every level of our doing, we need to stand back on the left side of our body, left hip, left pelvis point, left leg, left foot, which is the quality of receptivity, the, the spiritual quality of receptivity the hidden face of action connected to other names and words that will help to understand this. And I'll mention them in in order to be a balanced action oriented person according to these spiritual teachings, one has to be authentic, sincere, and also experience gratitude in which we're giving out towards ourselves and others. So the quality of receptivity is towards ourselves, towards what we're doing, towards others, towards spiritual sources, and to balance that out with a quality of endurance and perseverance. So the qualities of perseverance and, and receptivity, receptivity also has to do with when you're acting, when you have action, you must monitor that, what you're doing. Because if you don't, we all have this experience in life. If we overwork, if we overcare, and we don't we don't take breaks, we don't stand back and say, oh, I cannot do this one more time, otherwise I'm just going to feel ill. And so there's a man that I was recently seeing at the hospital where I have uh, privileges uh, in in a rehab center and who was basically recovering from uh, many different illnesses, but one was a major myocardial infarction, a heart attack. So basically, this patient was working all the time, 18-hour days, and he wouldn't stop and he wouldn't even get in touch with how fatigued he was, how much fatigue he had. And he was basically continuing to act without monitoring that which he was doing. And, and nobody really understood why he had a heart attack. Uh, it was true that he was a smoker. But more than anything else, we know that in modern psychiatry and psychology, the type A personality that overworks is prone to, to have a heart attack. And that's because we're not balancing out our receptive energies and the level of action with our endurance. And then combining those qualities of perseverance and receptivity, it culminates in the belly, in the belly, which is where a lot of self-defense teachings are all about, which is, it's called by different names, life force, the chi. It's in Kabbalah as well. And the balance between, perseverance, endurance, and receiving that which you're doing or receiving from others is the, is the hidden face of stability. So stability has to do with when we are able to act in a balanced way and receive in a, in, an, in a balanced way, we can be blessed with stability in everyday life of our actions. And this is very important hidden face because it's connected to healing. In fact, there are prayers that you can use going through this center that have to do with prayer. I am sure that Yeshua, the Christ himself, used the center and a particular name of the Old Testament to help heal others. So the balance of giving and receiving at the level of action results in stability. And the last energy intelligence, the tenth one, the hidden face of the soul, is below our feet if we were sitting in an Indian position It's below the genitals, and that has to do with the quality of groundedness, the quality of humility, the quality of faith. It's not my will, but thy will, O Lord. And lastly, it is the quality of responsibility. That is, can I be able to juggle, as I stated before, all of these energy intelligences so I can use them at will when I need to? myself and others and the complete experience of all of what we just talked about culminates in what people would call a, high, a highly spiritually uh, developed human being. So
2: what you're saying is that each of us as human beings have our own tree of life journey. Uh, is, did I pick that up right? Yes. And that journey is for each of us to uh, internalize, to be aware of, so we can be the most complete person that we can. Uh, is that right? Yes. All right. Before we go to the next part, is what else would you like to add or, or round out about the whole tree and, and each of these 10 faces of the soul?
3: Uh, whether, whether everybody knows it or not, we're all on this journey. Okay, and we all experience everything I've talked about, whether it's written down in the system or not. We all know that we experience, you know, uh, positive thinking or think clarity of thinking. We all know that often we're well off balance because we're not sensing what we're thinking right, or we're over analytical, or we're overly giving, or we're overly taking, or overly doing. And not monitoring that which we're doing. It's a very practical thing in everyday life. But what's really important here is that in the Old Testament, in Christianity, in Islam, in all Eastern religions, there is methods. There are hidden methods that are sometimes at now very mainstream in modern science in psychiatry and psychology that teach us how to manage our daily life uh, in, in, a, in a more wholesome way to become balanced and healthy. And these, these are the keys. These are the teachings. So
2: throughout what you have shared with us, at times you've talked about the breath. In the couple minutes we have left in this segment, can you talk further about the sacred breath or the breath uh, itself and why that is so important?
3: Yes. In every single mystical teaching, no matter what tradition you have been raised in or have experienced or identify with, the key, the key to, to entering into the spiritual realm is through the breath. And if you think about it, the breath is a complete gift. Physicians, scientists really don't understand how at birth a little infant starts to breathe on his own. The breath is mysterious. It's connected to the word ruach, the Aramaic word ruach which means divine wind or spirit. If it wasn't for our breathing, we wouldn't be alive. So the, the idea of consciously working with our breath, and we could do this a little bit on the next segment, is to be able to slow down your autonomic nervous system, to be able to slow down and calm yourself in your thinking. And as you move into the breathing at very deeper levels, and there are techniques to do it consciously, to use your, your breathing as a centering device inside of yourself, then you can begin to experience the beginnings of profound peace, profound relaxation. That's the beginning of this journey.
2: I find that very interesting, because uh, this is my uh, 16th year, I believe it is, in studying and, and trying to learn the applications of the Aramaic, and the, the section in the, in the Bible called the Beatitudes, or Jesus Yeshua's uh, Sermon on the Mount, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Which is a total misunderstanding of what he really said. What he said in the Aramaic was, Tuvehon l'meskeni baruch jilohoni Malkuta de shemaya. And when I first read the interpretation of that from Neil Douglas Klotz, it says, how truly ripe and ready to enter this kingdom are those who understand that their breath is their most important connection with the divine? Uh,
3: that is absolutely great. And as you know that uh, Klotz and I wrote a book, wrote chapters in a book uh, on uh, the ancient dimensions of the breath. the breath Yes.
2: Actually, he's going to be on the show in about uh, about a month from now, middle of March, and so we'll be talking further about that as well. But uh, Dr. Kramer, right now it's time for another break. So all of you who are listening, we'll be right back with you in a couple of minutes.
0: <music> This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other ten books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on us.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the word Hell or Sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com again. That's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now back to the program here again is Jim Stacy, Dr. Sheldon Kramer. We were just talking about, uh, one of the world's
2: leading Aramaic experts, Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz, and you have had some experience with him as well. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, by synchronicity, uh, we both had chapters in few books and by edited by a uh, Sharon Maharis, PhD and other clinical psychologists like myself. And there's a beautiful book on what we're talking about breath called the revelation of the breath. And the subtitle is a tribute to its wisdom, power and beauty. And in this book, there are many, all the traditions uh, are, are discussed and how, each of these traditions use the breath as a healing agent, as a way to enter into spirit, including uh, Buddhism, uh, the Tao, which is the mystical parts of China, Chinese, uh, and the Aikido, and also uh, the Kabbalah. And Neil has a chapter on uh, the Aramaic Jesus as it relates. Uh, to uh, the subject and the name and of the book again was the, the name of the book is called the revelation of the breath
2: okay well you know it also talks about in in the Aramaic. you don't see it in the christian bible but when jesus did his healing work he did it based on his own experience with the sacred breath and he was called a caster of circles he would cast a circle around himself And then fill that circle with the breath and the connection with the divine. And then he would step into other people's presence or bring them into his. And that was part of the healing energy. I'm sure you know about that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I hope everyone pays attention to that. I cannot endorse this more heartily than I I am doing right now. It's one of the things that I am personally working with in my own life and understanding more and more about this breath and uh, it, it's just amazing to me what's there, what I've experienced and I know there's so much more. But Dr. Kramer, let's go back now for a few minutes and let's talk about how do people practically approach the, applying the tree of life to their own life. So.
3: Well, it begins with a breath. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, and uh, the technique, I would like to share with your listeners uh, some of the practical tools that are, that are written in my book and many other books elsewhere. Um, and this one is pretty universal, um, and I'm not going to go into the exact keys as it relates to Kabbalah, but pretty much the basic technique of breathing. Okay, so in... In Aramaic, uh, the the idea is to be able to center your mind, to still your mind into one point. Okay, in order to receive blessings, to receive any information, you need to be able to pay attention and and to relax basically. So here's how we do it. So I encourage your listeners and you, and the engineer maybe, to to just lightly experience this. So I'm going to facilitate it. So, you basically start to focus naturally on the inhale and exhale of your breathing through your nose. Okay, and just let the air move gently in and out of your nose, paying attention to the sensations of the breath moving in and out of the nostrils. And if, in fact, you are involved with this gently, you'll begin to feel the nostrils and the air subtly moving through the holes in your nose in the in-breath and out-breath. And one can also begin to think to themselves as they begin to experience at a more subtle level their breath that if it wasn't for my breath, I wouldn't be alive. Thank you. If it wasn't for my breath, I wouldn't be alive. And then you take a deep breath quickly through your nose and hold it and let it out slowly through the mouth. You take a deep breath quickly through the nose, hold it, let it out slowly through the mouth. One more time. Quickly through the nose, hold it. Let it out slowly through the mouth. And then let your breathing go back to normal. It's good to do these in sets of three so you don't hyperventilate. You just begin to focus gently back to the breath in and out of your nose or anywhere you want to allow itself to go in and out of. Just in and out of your lungs, in and out of your diaphragm, anything that's comfortable to keep your attention on the breath moving in and out of your body as we do that we can begin to feel a little bit calmer a little bit peaceful when I do this medically I teach people how to use this for sleep, how to use it to decrease anxiety but it's also the beginning of a spiritual journey obviously, because our breath is tied into Ruach our Holy Spirit the Divine Spirit that exists within ourselves. So that's the beginning key. And I'll do one more thing. Sometimes it's good, as you move out of this kind of meditation with a breath, to be able to say a word that kind of begins to ground this breathing exercise and it's connected with peace. And Jesus used this word. It comes from Hebrew. um, And it's connected to even other words that are in Hindu and connect to Hindu uh, yoga, uh, it connects to the word Shalom which consists of two sounds Sha, Lom Om is also connected to the oneness in the yoga tradition. So I'm just going to say it a little bit right now. So you can take a deep breath and you go like this. Sha Breath, breath, L- L- and we do that over and over again. Again, you can do that in sets of threes and you can do that more than three. And I guarantee you, if you do that um, speaker guarantee, <laughs> guarantee, <laughs> guarantee that if you do that over and over again, you will uh you will begin to experience your mind and body slowing down and being able to be receptive to what's going on inside of you in others and the world around you
2: Some people use the a u m the OM, or just o m as this very similar sound uh, I'm sure you know about that
3: yes that's correct and uh, the the What's interesting about this, Jim, I think you'll really like what I'm about to say, is the original words in the Hindu tradition of Aum, Mm -hmm. Aum, is really, is Amen. Yes. And so, actually, when you're doing any kind of Aum, whether it's Shalom or just Aum by itself, you're saying Amen, which means…
2: May it be so. May it
3: Hmm. be so.
2: Yeah, great. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but that
3: <laughs> that's,
2: uh, is a very important one, I think. So may it be, and even in the air, may, may this be the ground from which all my actions grow. I love that phrase.
3: I like that, too.
2: Okay, so take us a little bit further in whatever you want to share with us today.
3: Okay, well, let's just talk in general because there's so many different um, aspects to this and if 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 listeners are interested in this they can be in contact with me we can give that information later um and you know you go, i go I, ahead and give it now if you like okay if if your readers uh, if your listeners are interested in these teachings just know that i have taught mind body medicine in and in, in integrating the spiritual aspect in general not just these teachings these universal teachings in general with how to utilize these practically for one's growth psychologically and physically and spiritually. And I could present this to groups even over the phone. And I've taught this many times. And it's it's a gift for me to share this with others. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of me, my name is Dr. Sheldon Z, like Zoro Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, Ph.D. And my email is S-K-R-A-M-E-R, Ph.D. at AOL.com. Once again, S K R. A like Apple, M like Mark, E like Edward, R like Robert, PhD, all small letters, at AOL.com. And you can reach me at 619, area code 291-4465, if you want to uh, talk about this for a little bit on the phone and uh, and ask me questions. So anyway, so what I'm about to do is just the very beginning of how to use these teachings in other practical ways – I've used some of these techniques in intensive psychotherapy, intensive mind body healing, and it's not just the Kabbalah teachings. This is purely mainstream. So basically, the Tree of Life teachings are really a self help doctrine that we need to find ourselves, need to assess ourselves what's imbalanced on the Tree of Life? What do we need to work on? So, are we more to giving the right side? Are we more taking? Are we too strong in terms of putting boundaries on things and too too strong in our spirit where we don't allow ourselves to give out and love? Are we more persevering and giving out too much and not allowing ourselves to receive and smell the roses? Are we more analytic, the left side, the left upper branch of the tree of life, understanding? Some of us are very analytic and we don't allow in the intuitive aspects of ourselves. So all of us can begin to un- think about, as I'm talking, what hidden face of the soul, what branch of these teachings do you that are imbalanced? So, you know, I will just use myself as an example here that I would, okay, that I would say that I would need to work on more of allowing myself to receive than giving because I tend to give as a healthcare provider and there are tools to allow yourself to image the quality of receptivity and use the breath and in combination you can heal yourself
2: Why don't we pick up on those tools as we start the next segment? Just one other thought before we go, I learned something several years ago about the ancient Hawaiians the Hunas or the the Kahuna and It was amazing to to read this because they sort of made fun of the Christian missionaries who came to Hawaii way back, and they called them the breathless ones because the ancient Hawaiians would, would actually connect with the sacred breath before they had anything, any prayer or such, but the Christians would just start blabbering forth some words, and I found that very interesting that they called them the breathless ones. So anyway... It just points up, again, how important the breath is. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. We'll continue with this right after this break.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the Hell or Sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, Please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So, Dr.
2: Kramer, we have just a few minutes left in today's show, but take us further in the practical applications of the tree of life.
3: Well, before the break, I was trying to use myself as an example that being a healthcare provider, uh, like many of us, uh, we tend to give a lot more than we allow ourselves to receive. You know, we're constantly working and dealing with people that are suffering on different levels—physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, so, I've had to consciously work on taking breaks, mini breaks inside myself during the day, um, and and making sure I leave time to even meditate uh, and to self-nurture. And it's difficult if you're always on, if you're always persevering and enduring, and you're giving out a lot with love and hospitality. And I work a lot with my intuition as well. And so I'm more on the right side of the tree of life. So, you know, in order to to be able to balance out my branches – that I would need to work on how to slow it down, okay? And so one quality that I work with is the quality of receptivity, okay? So the technique is to work with your breath like we discussed previously and then to allow – one technique is to allow an image to come to yourself spontaneously of what receptivity looks like to you. So I'm gonna just do this spontaneously right now. So when I'm imagining receptivity, I have my eyes closed. I see a cup, a beautiful cup. It looks a bit like it's a combination of silver and gold in my mind's eye. Now this is my symbol. I'm not telling you to use this symbol. In fact, the image needs to come from you. Okay, and then as you allow yourself to get that image, you work with your breath and holding that image inside yourself as you focus on your inhale and exhale of your breathing. And then the next technique is to imagine that you becoming that cup. You know, in Christianity, that the symbol of receptivity is the chalice. You know, so that that just came to me, like a chalice. It's a container. And then you can see if, in fact, that image changes spontaneously. And so, another image that comes to me right now is, by the way, a Kabbalistic imagery, which is the waterbed. It's, it's like the, the ocean, the ocean floor that holds all of the waters, just like a woman holds the seed of, of, of the potential newborn. And so, you can start imagining the waterbed of the ocean. And can you be the waterbed? Can you be, be the cup? That receives, And then you identify with that symbol. And then some of us can begin to experience something very different. And the quality of receptivity becomes like tasting a very fine quality of wine. And you start to become very relaxed. You can start to have energetic changes in the body. You can actually begin to feel your body in a very different way. And some people, when they do this, Jim, um, they can say to themselves, oh, well, I am reaching part of my soul. I am reaching part of my spirit. Often you need a guide to do this in order to begin to practice it. But that's the beginning tools of integrating the breath with imagery.
2: I think it's interesting, again, that you said the two words, I am. And I have discovered, again, from my study of the Aramaic language, that every time Yeshua said, I am, I always said, I am the light of the world, I am the great the shepherd, or I am this, or I'm that, uh, he never said, he was never saying that he was that. That's a, an erroneous interpretation and translation that the church came up with. When he said, I am the light of the world, what he said was, when you understand that the greater I am is within you, the smaller I am, and you experience that, that is the key to you are being yourself, the light of the world. So I am is much bigger, much more important, and more inclusive than what we've been told many times.
3: I completely agree with that. And I think, especially the church, <clears throat> and people that follow mainstream Christianity or mainstream religion start to over identify with those words. I believe what Christ and many other teachers and realized beings meant was that the Holy Spirit, the experience of light, I am light, is not just in Christ. The light is inside everybody. So, exactly. It's, it's interesting what you're saying because. <clears throat> sorry about that. The, the teachings, uh, the, this methodology is, let's say, um, you start to get the experience with doing a re- meditation on reception. You start to experience this incredible calm. Then the technique is, <clears throat> sorry, I am the center of calmness. And you listen to that. I am the center of calmness. Mm-hmm and then you start to listen to your body be aware of your body and whatever sensations going on in your body that's the most calm you put your attention on that and you go deeper and deeper as you say the words i am calm i am the center of calmness and as you manifest those words or we call it affirmation then you not only think that you become that
2: yes so to boldly declare and gently declare, I am, is not a self-focus at all. It is much bigger than that, right?
3: The the it's a it's actually a tool yes. to transcend the ego. Okay, yes. and so when you say some people, when I work with and I um, I see more than one person people during the week that do this kind of activity with me that they be all of a sudden they spontaneously experience light the quality of light and then i'll say go deeper into that quality of light where in your body are you experiencing that light right now and every person has a different but let's just say the light is coming through my heart yes okay, so put your attention on your heart and become that light and say to yourself i am the center of light I am light, and as people with with attention that's focused allow themselves to do that, Jim, they get sometimes inflooded with light. They get infused with light, and and they begin to have these extraordinary experiences that psych- some psychologists and psychiatrists call the transpersonal realm of the psyche or the spiritual aspect of the psyche.
2: Right. That is so. That is so valuable, Dr. Kramer. And thank you again for being on the show for today and the last two weeks. I hope that to all of you who are listening, this has been very helpful. So don't hesitate to get a hold of Dr. Kramer and ask him more questions. Uh, find out for yourself in every any way you can that what about the tree of life, what is it, and how can you become the beneficiary of all the beauty of the mystical tree of life. This has been an amazing journey, and uh, the journey of the breath. And I hope that that, too, is something that you all caught and understood. We'll be pursuing a lot more of these uh, topics and subjects, whatever, in the uh, days and weeks to come. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Kram, for being with us.
3: You're very welcome. And. I really appreciate this. If your listeners want to hear more of this, uh, I could talk about different variations of this or even other topics.
2: Okay. It's time to go for now. We'll catch up with all of you next week. We'll see you
1: then. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network.